Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast. The goal of On Our Way Home is to encourage you to keep taking steps with Jesus, with a local church, and a few close friends so that we will keep on Jesus' path. And this is a path of truth which leads to life with the Father. We started our podcast in January of 2021, and we are getting close to completing our 50th episode, if you can believe that. We've discussed our way through Come and See by Todd Wagner, uh, Long Obedience in the Same Direction, that's another book by Eugene Peterson, and we worked through uh, Psalm 120 through 134, The Psalms of Ascent. That was a really great discussion. And we've also worked our way through our worship distinctives as a church and a three-podcast discussion on our mission and vision. And I'm Ryan, your host today, and we will be revisiting one of our podcasts from February of 2021 with one of our elders, Roy, and our, our senior pastor, Joel, and they're discussing how easy it is to settle for living a life of comfort versus living a life on mission with Jesus, and why we need to keep aiming for love on the top shelf, living a life on Jesus' mission. We all realize living life on Jesus' mission isn't always easy, but it is always best. If you've recently drifted or find yourself in a place disconnected from relationships, I pray that this episode moves you closer to Jesus and His church, which is really just a group of people in daily need of Jesus, His grace, and forgiveness. And I hope that you enjoy this episode today. Again, it's Love on the Top Shelf, one of the best of our podcasts from 2021. Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast for our Cornerstone family and friends. The goal of this is that we are looking to encourage you to keep you taking steps with Jesus, with Cornerstone, and especially with a few close friends. We want to do that so we'll keep on Jesus' path which is a path of truth, which leads to life with the Father. I'm Pastor Joel, and uh, I'm your host today. That's very exciting. And I'm joined uh, by one of our elders here from Cornerstone, Roy Harper. Hello, Roy. Good morning. Hello. Yeah, glad you could be with us today. Me too. And uh, I'm excited about uh, this this time of discussion and continuing to talk over. Uh, we're, we're walking through together, come and see a book together, um, and just... Kind of mm-hmm. seeing, man, how does this hit us? Right. So um, the, the chapter is called Trust Me. And uh, kind of interesting how the book starts out. Roy, how, how did this, this chapter kind of impact you? Well, it, originally as I, was, as I was reading it, of course the first, first two words, trust me, uh, seem to invoke the opposite. <laughs> Whenever you hear somebody say, trust me, you think, okay, why would they have to say that anyway? So, so as I was reading, um, I, I must admit, initially I, I started with some skepticism. Um, I was worried that maybe the book might be another fad. You know, the church is, is constantly being hit with new ideas. And, yep. so, and oftentimes these new ideas, they come and they, and they go. Um, but uh, the difference here that I found in, in, in this particular book that Mr. Wagner wrote was, was that instead of uh, being uh, directed towards some, some fad, it, um, his direction headed back to Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as the chapters unfolded before me, more and more I, I saw Scripture being referred to um, almost exponentially as the book um, 
went on, I saw more and more scripture references, which, which put me at ease uh, to know that, uh, th that those things that we were learning were of spiritual value um, and eternal value rather than some passing fad or trend. So right. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it can be kind of a, uh, you, you sort of see somebody when they say, trust me, like, kind of right. like. The used car salesman, sorry. Yeah, just but, trust you know, me. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but, but yeah, yeah the, uh, you know, someone who has, has something, there's something wrong under the hood, right. you know, when they say that. And yeah. so, yeah. So that, uh, I think that's important to, for people as they're engaging in, um, hopefully are engaging in reading the book. Uh, mm -hmm. We gave it out to as many people as we can uh, to read and, um, and he starts with this idea, just, just trust me. Right. Um, but is he talking, who's he talking about trusting? Yeah, it's, <laughs> you would, it's not the author. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you start to, again, with the references to scripture and that, it, it, it's God, um, the Lord, and, and that when we're, we become, especially now, more jaded, I think, we, we, we don't trust politicians we yeah. don't we don't trust almost anybody anymore because we've we've had opportunities to see people fall hmm. you know um we've had reason for distrust yep and so we're we're a hard nut to crack now um we're suspicious of everything and so and and, and maybe in some cases rightfully so um but the author here is is saying there's there's good reason there's good reason to trust yeah. uh, in, the, in the Lord because he has our, our goodwill and he loves us in mind. So, so these things are, this is the direction he takes the book. Right. And so he kind of cracks that nut, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, with this chapter um, on Trust Me with telling a story. Right. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Um, I'm, I'm a storyteller. Yeah. Um, and as I was thinking about this this morning, I... I was looking at the, where the, the incidents where the prophet Nathan came before before David, and and David had an indiscretion yes. with, with Bathsheba. That's a polite way of putting it, <laughs> and and he had to explain to to David uh, his sin. Yeah. And how do you how do you tell the king that he messed up? You yeah. know. So so Nathan starts with a story, a simple story about a poor guy who owned a sheep, mm. and that sheep was like a pet to him. And then a rich guy came along and stole his sheep and ate it. And, of course, this invokes anger, you know, yeah. and the king got angry. And, and Nathan then had the opportunity to use that uh, analogy, if you will, that, well, David, guess what? That, that would be you. That's you. And, and, so, and so that brought about repentance. And I, I think in, in this book by Mr. Wagner, he did the same, the same thing. He starts simply with a story. Uh, about a father and his his two daughters took a ride to a store uh, that was famous for its candy aisle, and right. so so these these children had a had a chance to pick what it is they what candy they would want, and this is something everybody can relate to, you yeah. know. Uh, and so using this story, uh, Mr. Wagner was Pastor Wagner was able to point out uh, that there's something missing in the church, yeah, and that that's a pretty big deal to stand before the church and, and, and say that there's something wrong and how do you, how do, you do that with, without tomatoes and bricks flying your way, right. you know? So, so he did it in a, in a very um, storyful way, which, which got the message across to me 
Yep. And it got my attention. Yeah. And, and that's and, and, and stories are, are are shown to or given to us to uh, not be threatening. Yep. And, yeah. And that's then that's how he started his book in a non threatening way, which I really appreciated. Yeah, he kind of starts to, to crack that nut in a in a gentle yes. way by breaking out with a story and uh, even you know as we're we look at the life of Jesus, his earthly ministry, we see him doing the same thing. Yes. He's telling yep. stories to break into the lives of people, yep. um, and Jesus is doing that because he he loves people, yep. um, not because he wants to crush them. Nope. Um, and so I, I I love that that picture. Yeah, meeting people where they're at. Yep, speaking in their language. Yeah, I'm a sweet tooth. I yep. love candy. Yep. Uh, jelly beans, probably one of my jelly favorites. Jelly beans? Yeah, I'm kind of a Jolly Rancher kind of guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Just don't try to bite a, a Jolly Rancher no, too hard. No, Yeah, and don't tell my dentist. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, he, uh, the author talks about um, a Fireball, right? Mm-hmm. Some people might have an atomic Fireball as their favorite uh, candy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, maybe people as they're listening can think about that. What's your favorite kind of candy? Um, but the I think the book, the question or the story, the illustration comes in and um, is pointing, like you said, to the church. He stand before the church yep. with this to say, uh, "Hey, there's something we 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 got work yep. to do in yep. in uh, in us." And so um, he lays that out a bit. Yeah, and 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 he has to get us to buy into it yes you know uh it's hard to, to tell someone there's a problem and and, and then get buy in that you know, we have a decision to make we can either blow this guy off and say you know what he's he's just full of beans or we can say you know oh you know he's pointing out a serious problem mm-hmm. what are we going to do about it yep. and so and and that's where we should be that's, right every every good book every we'll, we'll start with a with a there's a problem yeah. What is that problem? We have to fix this problem. Yeah. You know, and so, so how do we? Yeah. I don't think it's hard to, to look at and see, you know, God wants the church to do great things. Oh, my. Huge yes. impact yes. and even more in this time. Um, and so we're kind of God's plan to transform the world is the church, mm-hmm. um, but not if we're not being like the church. Right. Not if we're trying to make up our own uh, version of that or the easier way to do that the lower shelf of the candy right. aisle right kind of as he gives a right yeah that's a, that's a good analogy that, that there's more that we're not seeing um i i th- it's not it's not because we're bad people i right. think it's because we've gotten into a rut mm-hmm. um it's um safe to have yeah. rut- routine and and when you get into a routine or a rut if you will um, like, okay, uh, Wednesday nights, I'm going to show up and I'm going to go to Pastor Joel's come and see class and Sunday mornings, I'm going to come to church and I'll go to Sunday school maybe. Mm. And, and there, right. My, my Christian life is fulfilled. And, and, and as I look at the way Christ taught when he took 12 under his wing, mm-hmm. um, every day was an adventure. It was exciting. Yeah. It, was, it was dynamic. It's scary at times, sure, right. but but that those events that they went through together grew them and prepared them for the ministry that was ahead. He discipled them, and the church has to get into that as well. We're to disciple, 
Yep. And so how do you disciple? Can you disciple on a Sunday morning with everyone sitting and listening? Well, you can to a degree, but not to the degree that where you're sharing life experiences together right. and doing it. Yeah, there's more. There's way more. There's more than checking those boxes yes. of coming Sunday morning. Yep. There's more opportunity. Yep. And that's sort of that, that story of the fireball from the book mm-hmm. is there's, there's the top shelf. Yeah. And the top shelf is what God wants for the church to be. There's yeah. more for yeah. us. Yeah. And when we reach for more, there's he's going to do more. Sure. Sure. He he loves us and and, and has a purpose for us. Mm-hmm. That's the coolest part. Um, we have to learn to trust that. Yep. Trust better than that. Trust him. Yes. With his love for us and his purpose for us, if when we reach the point where we are are fully devoted to that, that's when we really, really blossom in our faith, uh, in our walk, in our relationship with him. Yep. Oh my goodness, everything changes from there. Yep. It starts. It starts growing. It starts multiplying. Not. Yes. It's not just a little spark. All of a sudden, that's growing into a flame, into a forest fire, and it's, yep. it's yep. catching others around. Uh, and when the church is doing discipleship that way, living discipleship that way, it starts catching fire. Yes, yes. There's nothing stagnant about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 moving. It's dynamic. Uh, I've I've heard an analogy that it's it's easier to turn in the wheel of a of a semi truck when it's moving than when it's sitting still. Mm. And yeah. so and here here we are. We're trying to get this 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 thing moving. Yeah. Um, and once it gets moving, then we can, st- then, you know, what God wants us to do that direction that we, well, if we're moving already, it's, it's much easier to head in a direction once you're moving than just mm-hmm. sitting f- <clears throat> and doing faith yeah. uh, in, a, in a pew. How do we know what to do? Yeah. How do we know what to do? We, uh, <laughs> we pour ourselves into him. We ask, um, each day. Well, this is personal, but each day I start each day with a, what's my assignment today? Uh, Lord, I am sent into this world. I, yeah. know, I know that's your, your kind of mantra for this world, too. Is just, Each day I wake up and it's like, okay, as the Father has sent me, so send I you, John 20, 21. Yeah. How, that affects me when my feet hit the floor in the morning. Uh, I'm looking, I'm asking what is my assignment for today? Mm-hmm. I know I'm sent into this day for a purpose. Yep. What, what is it? And, it, and, it, and it's so much grander when it's above me, right. when it's not just about satisfying my needs. Um, it, then you're, then the, the world opens up. Man, I'm sitting here doing a podcast. Right. You know, this is it. This is for today. This is my one of my, I don't know if it's my biggest assignment for the day, yep. but it is an assignment for today. I, I get to speak to people about important matters right. uh, that matter to God. Yep. And that's pretty big. Yeah, and each each person is has opportunity to be on mission each day, and that mission might yep. look you know, different for Roy Harper you, than it does for Oh, my Blade. goodness. Yeah, you never know what it's going to be. Yep. And it's a daring prayer to say, God, what is my assignment for today? That's, because it could be yep. something that's going to stretch you. Right. And, and, and it probably, probably will, will. Be. <laughs> Because when we, again, going back to the disciples, I mean, their lives were not boring. No. And they were fraught with um, adventure, challenges, I mean, they, they faced 
um, demons with their Lord. They've, they've faced uh, life, lifelong cripples. Uh, they, all these things happened. And then by the time uh, that, that Jesus had finished his three-year ministry, they took that mantle and, and carried it. They right. went beyond. They, um, they had a choice when Jesus left to, st- to, to just go to Jerusalem and hide. Hide out. But they didn't. They, they went to a place called Solomon's Colonnade, which was actually right at the temple where their Savior had just been falsely accused and, and, and beaten and hauled off to be crucified. They went right back to the doorstep of the persecutors and began to preach. A very public place. A very public place. Uh, not necessarily safe. Not right? far from. So that's why... I think Jesus does, uh, he's asking his disciples, even from the very first call, do you trust me? Right, exactly. He's still asking us, do exactly. you Do you trust me? Yeah. If you do, then, then get on, I've got a plan for you, yeah. um, and I want you to be all in. You know, he, he, I see that picture of, he's calling fishermen out of their boats, yep. and come follow me, do you trust me? It's a big deal. Um, and I've got something good for you. It's a big deal. And, you know, and I don't know if we all have to worry about whether we're going to be, he's going to immediately throw us into a situation where we're going to be risking life and limb. Right. But at, this, but at the same time, there is a level of risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but does that interfere with your level of love? Yeah. You know, how, how much do you love, you know, your Lord? Uh, I'd love to just tell a short story. Um, I know a guy... Actually, he's my son-in-law, who had a uncle who, who made a decision once that cost him his life. Hmm. And, it, and we would think, man, he was a brave guy. Here's, here's the story. The bus, a bus was stopping. His daughter was on the bus. And the, and the stop sign came out on the side of the bus. And all traffic's supposed to stop. But on this particular day, it didn't. A car went by the bus hmm. fast. And, and this man stood there and watched his daughter getting off the bus and coming around the front of the bus. And he... Uh, he ran out and threw his daughter to the curb and got hit himself wow. and died. Mm. And I stop and I wonder, was that courage? And I go, no, that was love. Yeah. He didn't have time to decide, I have to be brave right now. No, it's, that wasn't the question. the question. I love my daughter and I'm going to save her. Yep. And so he did that. And in that act, it, that act of love, he saved his daughter at all costs. Mm. Our Savior did that for us. Yep, that's been done for me. And now, and now we're being asked, how much do you love? You know, the two greatest commandments, you know, love the Lord your God yep. and love people, love your neighbor. And so those are, those are our calls as a church. How mm-hmm. much do we love? How much are we willing to do? It isn't courage anymore, folks. It's, yep. it's love. Right. If you love like you're supposed to, the, the Bible says all, all, all the law and all the prophets fall into place if you do these two things. So, so for, I think that if we look at it from that standpoint, the church will grow and blossom. Yep. We'll, we'll start becoming what he intended for us. For sure. Which is what Cummins is talking about. That's yep. kind of the call yep. of the book is that's, uh, hey, church. We know what we're supposed to be, and he's loved us, you know, infinitely. Yep. Um, this is who we're supposed to be. Will, yeah. you, will you do that? If you do, the results are so powerful, so impactful. Oh, man. Yeah. The, world's, the world was changed by uh, 12 rabble-rousers, yeah. you know? They were a mixed 
They were such a mixed bunch of people. Right. That, that's the amazing part is he took all these. I mean, he had a tax collector for Rome and a, and a zealot right. against Rome on the same A team. Same team. And so that's, that's the picture of the church as well. We, we have zealots. We have people who probably collect taxes. Right. You know, <laughs> we, have, we have every kind of, of a person that, that, that all share the same love for the Lord. Yep. And that's the body of Christ. Mm. Uh, each person with their purpose performing and getting the kingdom built. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, again, that, that's the call is will you, will you be on God's team yep. and it, it, get in the game? Get in the game. Uh, we yep. know what the picture is like. His word tells us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he, he's the cornerstone. He's laid the foundation for us. Yep. Um, so get, get moving is, is sort of that, that call. Um, you know, sometimes we, we feel like uh, retreating. Like, For sure. Uh, uh, and often, especially now, I'm, I'm seeing that in the name of safety. Um, and yet I don't see God calling us to that no. kind of life. He didn't call his disciples to that. We know that's true because the result of most of their lives was... Um, that they were put to the test, not only, but even uh, many of them lost their lives for sure. for the cause of Christ. Yeah. Uh, they took it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we're just, we're just wanting to make first steps. Yes. You know, we're, we're wanting to just, just move into the, the realm of, you know what, let's, let's take this, this idea of loving one another outside of the walls of the, of the church building. Yep. And, and apply it to everyday life, everyday life, from the moment you wake up to when you go to bed. And that changes, that changes everything. Um, I, I, this morning, as I was thinking about this, it was brought, I just, the Spirit brought me to this, these verses in Jeremiah. Um, this, is, this is our God's uh, speaking to us. For I, for I know the plans, this is from Jeremiah uh, chapter 29, verse, starts with verse, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Uh, then you will call upon me and, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me and you will, when you seek me with all your heart. Mm. And so that's, that's the relationship part of this whole thing that we're, that we're that we got to get back on track with. We, we seek him with all our hearts, and, and, and that relationship will be there, and, and, and he wants to prosper us. Yep. You know, we think that a lot of times if we say that, oh, I'm going I'm to be a Christian, okay, I'll commit to that. That'll mean that I'll have to give up my Sundays. That'll mean I might have, you know, if I'm going to be a real Christian, I'll even give up a Wednesday night, doggone it. Look at there. Nope, that's not, that's not it. Um, what what it is is maybe maybe we have to sit by the fire and have Jesus ask us three times if we love him. Yeah, that's that's where it is. Mm-hmm. Do we love him? Uh, I think it's time for the church to express that in the best way they know. Because uh, there's a lot of people right now that don't don't feel loved. Yep. And we're here to express the love of our Lord. Yep. We are we are it. We are now the body. We are the expression of. We're like. Well, we're called Christians, yeah. which means little Christ. 
Yep. I am a little Christ. You're a little Christ. We, how do we represent him to this world? Um, just going about our daily business and, and living for ourselves? Uh, that's not what I saw. That's not what I see when I read scriptures. Right. Uh, or the, the, New, the New Testament is, is full of stories, um, real truth stories. Yep. Actually happened, historical stories <laughs> that just say this is the way our Lord was. He was the embodiment of God, and, and it was love. Yep. Yeah, this journey is one uh, of joy. This is not a burden. Sure. Oh, my goodness. To, yeah. to it's an expression a- of our love. Yep. And, yep. and the Bible says, Jesus says, uh, the world will know us because of this, this love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our love for one another, other people should see that and go, you know, I want a piece of that. Right. That's, that's the coolest thing ever, that these people really care. Yep. You know? And, and when that happens, uh, wonderful thing, it grows. Yeah. The blessings come. And, and God is given the glory. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thanks for joining us today for our our podcast, Roy, and for all those who are participating and who are listening in. And um, I hope that maybe you've kind of got that little bit of a, okay, I I hear you. My interest is not only peaked. Yep. you got the trust me yep. uh, chapter here. Okay, I'm going to join. I hope that you'll join us in this journey. Yeah, it's all and, about trust, and, and this is a good place to start. Let's see what God can do. You bet. All Amen. Right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.